Welcome to the Victory Overwatch Podcast. Welcome back to the podcast. Thank you again for joining us. I am joined, as always, by my brother Dave. Say hi, Dave. Hello. Uh, Dave actually um, has been on a nonstop journey to perfect the May freezing ray and screams out hallelujah every time that somebody freezes. Hallelujah. Yep, hallelujah. Also joined by the lovely and talented Rose. Say hi, Rose. Hi. There she is. And uh, we've got so much to talk about this week on the podcast. Um, I would just want to jump right into it. We've been talking individually for a little bit now, so... Uh, let's get into it with some high noon. It's high noon. And it's all things that are new, new, new from Overwatch. I cannot believe the information dam has finally broken and we've been awash in information. Um, I'm in shock, honestly. Uh, really? Like, <laughs> it's really taken me back when they, you know, they said when they first came out that they're like, we're going to do this the regular way. And everybody kind of tongue-in-cheek said, oh, what, we're going to get, like, a leak from one of the China sites? And then you announce (laughs) it when it's already old news. Like, you know, well, old now is, like, you know, two hours later, it's already old. So uh, everyone's kind of tongue-in-cheek saying that last week, and um, and we didn't hear anything. And then all of a sudden this week we've got uh, new dance new dance emotes, new voice, new map, new skins, all things new. Uh, let's start out with the um, first preview we got, uh, which was for the new maps on uh, Doraldo, Eichenwald, and Anubis. Uh, what did you guys think of the new maps? I, I'm thrilled. I think they look awesome. They look like fun. <laughs> uh, is there more than what I've seen. I've just seen like the little 30 second video clip that's just like little screenshots basically. But from what I've seen I'm excited. Yeah, that's uh, uh, that's kind of all that there was, was just that little clip of the, of okay. the three. Um, that's all that's been out there so far but the interesting thing is, is there was a post by one of the uh, Blizzard forum moderators that people were asking about because they said new arena maps and the question was what's what do we call arena and this post said it's like 1v1 3v3 or other and so that's led to a lot of speculation that we might be receiving a new we'll kind of get into the speculation a little a little later but the new maps might be for a new game mode potentially uh that that we'll talk about here in a bit but Man, I just think every time Blizzard just the artwork is just so amazing. You saw the uh, on Eichenwald, if you notice, there's like kind of a, a windmill or like an old war torn windmill where the sail is gone, but then the wood frame is still there and it kind of sweeps through the scene. And um, just I think atmosphere. I just think they nail the atmosphere. Like the art style is fantastic, but what they do with the atmosphere to kind of tell the story uh, I think mm. is just fantastic even in those even those 30 second clips so I'm super stoked to get in there and kind of walk around and and see what's there 
I'm super stoked to be able to play 3v3 and not be in in, in Antarctica. Oh, right, <laughs> right. Oh, it was so it was so needed. Like it was, they needed some more maps. I think the game mode is fine. I think it's fun to to run into the arcade and do that. Um, yeah. But I've often speculated. Do you think there's people that just run three v three? Like, do you think there's people who are like, forget comp, forget what, forget everything else. I've got my, I've got me, I've got my two friends, and we're doing three v three, and we're gonna be the king of three v three. I don't think there's people who probably do. Well, I'm sure people exist that do just three v three because everybody's there's there's always going to be that one person. But um, I, I don't really think so. I like three v three though. Like I've been playing a lot of arcade lately because no one wants to play comp at the end of the season. Right. Um, so I've been playing some 3v3 though. It's a really fun game mode to just go in and you know screw around when you only have like. If you only have like 20 minutes to play, it's a good game mode to pick. Yeah, it's kind of the something for everybody. But uh, getting back to the maps, I really thought the uh, you know the Dorado thing with the uh, the statue of uh, I forget his name, but he's kind of the president of Lumerico, who's the company who's kind of in charge of they put up those the power pyramids and Sombra's arch enemy, and uh, then it showed Sombra's room. People were calling that her streaming setup, which I thought was pretty funny. (laughs) 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 And, uh, yeah, and then kind of the darker Anubis-like map, um, super cool. Man, I really hope uh, those those look great, and uh, I really hope that the rest of what they look like once we get in there um, continues along that theme. For sure. Mm -hmm. uh, The next thing we got are the, uh, the dance emotes. And oh, I'm so excited! Yeah, I love emotes. I love them. I think so too. I'm glad you're. I'm glad you're. I'm very too. enthusiastic about dance emotes. <laughs> yeah, because I don't want like the sitting parties. Those aren't good. I want dance I parties. I love the sitting dance parties party. too. I love everything to do with all emotes. Yeah. I love all emotes. But I mean, if you go to a sitting party or a dance party, <laughs> I know which one I'm gonna be at. That's right. I like doing the sitting parties and being like, this is our very exclusive tea party, and no one is allowed if they don't have a city moat. So- <laughs> I wouldn't be surprised. I would be surprised if every character received a dance emote. That would be amazing. I will be, I'll be shocked if it doesn't happen. Uh, I mean, because you don't so. want to be the one. You don't want to be the one that's like playing Arissa and she didn't get a dance emote. Like you don't want to be on the outside looking in when there's a dance party. That's just yeah. That would be bad. I think everybody, every hero, will get a dance emote. That's my prediction. And are they going to be tied to the event, or can we buy them outside of the event? That's the question with all of this. I think it feels like the dance emotes shouldn't be event tied, but it's really hard to tell because they said that some of the content is going to be event exclusive and some of the content is not so it's impossible to say right now my guess would be and my guess would be that the dance emotes will be permanent part of the regular loot boxes that you can get even when the event ends i think that there will be event specific um skins definitely uh i think boy uh event specific voice lines 
all that, mm -hmm. but I think the dances will stay in just so if you are first coming on to Overwatch and you see everybody dancing, you're like, oh, well, I like playing whatever, soldier, and I want to get his dance emote, then you can just go in and buy it. You don't have, you're not like, oh, I've got to wait a year until this next thing comes around before I can like dance with my friends, right? Yeah, and I think uh, I think also they haven't done a whole lot of event exclusive uh, like the emotes. There's there's not a whole lot of them, so I feel like the precedent is that when an emote is added, it's permanent. Yeah, and that could be too. I wouldn't. I mean, all of those. I think the dancing. I think there's definitely. I've, a speculation, but it's all but been confirmed that Sombra is going to get uh, sitting in a laughing emote and Orisa the same. I think those will also be part of the regular loot boxes that you could just buy for your character and have um, because on the rest of the characters, that's kind of how it is. So, God, I hope so because when they leaked uh, last week, uh, someone leaked the Xbox Live photo of the uh, the page with the event loot boxes and it said that the event was going to end on june 5th and that's a really short event if they have a lot of content so i don't think they can have a lot of event specific content or else they're not going to have anywhere near enough time for people to get what they want yeah. and people are going to be pissed yeah i think we did get confirmation that the event is going to last for three weeks Oh, okay. Yeah, yeah. So it's going to be three weeks, and that's kind of been there. That's kind of been their their sweet spot with all these events. What did you say again? Uh, I was just saying, you know, I saw the leaked page said June fifth, and I was like, what? Only a week? <laughs> yeah, I think there would be riots in the streets for people that. I mean, I'm I'm fortunate to be able to kind of log on at will. Uh, if mm -hmm. I want to, but I know there's a lot of people, if you're just playing on the weekend and maybe that one weekend you have to you know, go to grandma's house or something like that, you know, there's, and you would completely yeah. miss out on the, completely miss out on the whole, the whole operation. So, um, I think the dance emotes are going to be great. Obviously the skins are kind of the big, the big topic, the hot button. Uh, those came so out late last night. I think I looked at them and I was like, is this real even? Like, it didn't even look real. And so here's I my... Can't get, I can't get over them. I just, here's, here's my take, and then I'll let you guys kind of take it away. But here's my take on these skins. I think the reason why, and I kind of read through some of the comments on uh, the Overwatch Reddit about them, and overall they were not too favorable. Uh, kind of meh, I think was the was the overall term. Uh, there's one that I really like uh, that I'll tell you about, but I think that these skins and the reason why that they look so different from what we're accustomed to is that I wouldn't be surprised if we learn that these skins are something from the early days of Overwatch when they were first between Titan and Overwatch when they were first kind of sketching like, okay, so what does this soldier 76 look like what does this bastion kind of look like and i would be surprised if these aren't some of the initial art that was first drawn up for overwatch um and then kind of put into overwatch for the anniversary edition i 
I, I really think that's what we're looking at because they're, they're so different. The one that I really like, my personal favorite, you might have, I really like the Soldier 76. Like, I can't wait to see what his gun is like with that. I, I love the fact that he's got prosthetic legs. Yeah. I can't wait to get the dance emote so we can <clears throat> dance with those prosthetic legs. I mean, it's going to be fantastic. So what do you guys think about the skins? My fiance had the best reaction to the Soldier 76 skin. Yeah. Took one look at it and goes, oh, so that's why Sombra can hack his sprint. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> makes, total makes, sense. Sense. <laughs> makes total sense now, right? Yes. Yeah, that does make sense. We just never got to see what's like... inside those combat boots. That's right. How about you? What say, what say you, Dave? What was your thoughts and impressions? Uh, I, I like I like the soldier skin. Um, for some reason, kind of reminds me of the latest Genji skin. I I like it. I think it's cool. Yeah. Um, at least his feet don't stink when he takes his boots off at night because <laughs> they're just metal. Yeah. I don't know. I don't know how prosthetics uh, smell though. I don't know. Let's not get into that. That's a different let's podcast. Not get into that. <laughs> we'll make a different one if you want to listen to that. Yeah. Um, it's. I like. Uh, I like the Bastion. I mean, it's not like legendary like. Maybe a purple. I I think it's kind of like a dune buggy looking thing with the rubber tired shoulders and stuff. Yeah, no, I like the idea. I just um, I guess I I'm ready for something that like really surprises me. They have used like this metal tubing kind of style before. True. I, I mean, I like it, but. You know, I want something totally, you know, out there crazy that I haven't already seen kind of a you know, rendition of before. Um, I think Ferris is honestly kind of boring. Right. I've got nothing to say about that. <laughs> um, my favorite is Zarya's. See, that's so, it's it. so funny. Uh, it's so funny how, like, um, because there was a lot of kind of dislike for Azaria's skin. I think the important thing is is that that there's some people love the fair skin, hate the Zarya, they love the, you know, it's like there's something for everybody. Yeah. They're not trying to make everybody happy and I think that's important to kind of fuel the conversation. Um but I yeah. really yeah, but I really think that there's I I don't uh I think the reason why I actually like the Ferris skin and I like the soldier skin because I think that they kind of, I like kind of her like Egyptian headscarf thing and uh, soldier's prosthetics. I think it really kind of is a nice way to tell more of the story or maybe add a little bit more flavor, uh, a little bit more spice to the, uh, either the ethnicity or the backstory uh, of a lot yeah. of these characters. And I like that. I like that Blizzard does that. It's true. I'm kind of iffy on the Pharah skin just because, and this is me being super nitpicky, but it looks like with the textures, they were trying to convey that, like, you know, the, the torso and the and the upper thighs look like they're supposed to be fabric, and that's just so, like, intensely impractical. Yeah. <laughs> I can't get That's why it. I like, really think these were, like, fabric. early drawings, like, early what they accepted so a lot of times they'll have just a bunch of artists do like a lot of concept drawings. Yeah, yeah. And then f no, and I think that's yeah. really cool if that's what it is. I, I think it's kind of jarring how different it is from 
her normal costume that it's kind of like it it looks almost a little costumey in a way that's not really that good <laughs> yeah and i think a large part of that is um she's got those the big shoulder pads on there and i really think that's reminiscent of like uh almost like a world of warcraft like big shoulder pads kind of yeah and it's like with the with the cloth look on the rest of it having like the big shoulder pad armor is like okay that's great but if someone shoots you on the in the stomach you're dead so what's the point of having this massive armor on only the shoulders yeah i think she should be able to charge people from the air with those shoulder pads I think so too. She should just be able to land on people and kill them because the shoulder pads each weigh 50 pounds. (laughs) Yeah, I think a Farrah Mercy combo with her being able to dive bomb from the sky, that would be great for season five. She should be able to take her shoulder pads off and attach them to Mercy so that Mercy's more protected. Yeah. Oh, I thought you should take them off and just start beating May with them. (laughs) Just (laughs) pins her down and start beating her with the shoulder pads. Sorry, so sorry. I think with the soldier skin, I'd like it more if it were a little less Dayglow orange. <laughs> yeah, I'll be interested to see with the Zarya skin, too, uh, if they have, you know, sometimes they'll have two different color variants of mm. these skins when they release. And so that could also be very interesting. I wouldn't be surprised to see that. The interesting thing, I think, with the Zarya skin is the chest plate is the same as Reinhardt's chest plate from the last event. It's got that same kind of sticking out weirdly in the middle thing going on. Yeah, and I think uh, they're, I think, you know, I really believe that this skin would have been more well-received. And truthfully, like Dave said, it's probably her best skin, right, or will be her best skin so far. Um, but the Heroes of the Storm just had, like, this great, like, cyber <clears throat> demon skin for her that was mm-hmm. absolutely off the charts. Uh, and they're not going to give it to us. Yeah, and they're not going to give it to us. And I think everybody was looking at that like, this is what we want. And then we get something not different. This, like, and even though it's not bad, thing. it's still not as good, maybe. All I can think when I look at it is, like, she looks like she's in, like, I don't know, like a Gundam anime or something. Yeah, yeah so, it does. Oh, it's very reminiscent of that. Like, yeah, why? absolutely. <laughs> no, it's very reminiscent of, like, a Gundam, like, anime anime kind of thing especially with the face plate and everything like i think you really i think that's exactly kind of the vibe or the feel that they were going for so i'm also like not sure how i feel about their they're like they have kind of a trend going between this event and the last event and some of the other skins they've done of having skins for the female characters that have like random bits like semi-exposed covered only by like what looks like sweater fabric right like zarkis has this in the middle tracer had this weird thing with the sweater fabric going up her thighs and crotch and then like up to her boobs or something and it was very weird and it's like it it's not practical and it doesn't really look good it just looks weird it cuts the it cuts up the body in a weird way yeah, I don't need practical. I just want something that looks cool. Just want something that <laughs> yeah, looks. Yeah, I mean, it doesn't me, have. Give me cool looking skins. Like, the fact that it's it's just a trend that keeps continuing and it's like very weird to me. <laughs> yeah. Like I guess they're trying to be revealing with the female characters without really doing it, and it's very awkward. I just me. like I just like that unlike most games, um, 
at least the female characters are like mostly clothed you know there's always the joke yeah. running around that a lot of times it's just like you know bra yeah. and underwear and <laughs> they're, oh, they're, like they're, the they're, they're reflecting bullets off and... of it you know you're like where, <laughs> where did it like, all go? I feel like I should clarify like for the most part I feel like Overwatch does a great job with the female characters and with the costumes yeah. uh, and the different skins I feel like they do a really good job it's just this one like trend is just niggling at me because it's this weird sweater fabric thing going on that's driving me up the wall so don't <laughs> don't 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 make rose don't make rose angry lizard <laughs> get rid of the sweater fabric nobody it's itchy nobody likes sweater fabric when they're fighting so um one thing before we get into some mata mata speculation and rumors there was a uh, I think there was a cool quote when I was kind of uh, rummaging through the comments section of uh, Overwatch on Reddit, which can be a scary place. But this one guy had the comment, I think, of the week when he's talking about the soldier uh, bionic legs. And he said that uh, there must have been a bad accident. He tried to carry the team, but his old legs gave up. <laughs> <laughs> Too That's much funny. carrying the team. Soldier had to get replacement legs. <laughs> tried to hard carry. <laughs> oh, my God. So, all right. Hey, That's let's great. get into some uh, some speculation. This should be fun. This is a great week for it. Let's do some Mata Mata. Mata Mata. All right, so for rumors and speculation, uh, I wanted to start this off. And uh, the last few weeks, we kind of started off with this, but... What say you? Will we get a new character with this? Is there like a secret thing that on the anniversary they're going to be like, bam, and here's a new character? What do you guys think? Hmm. No. My vote's no. Votes no? No. All right. Dave's in for Dave. a no. Rose is in for a no. I'm in for I a think, definite maybe. Uh, I, he's definitely not. We're talking about Doomfist here, obviously. Right. He's not coming out. He's not coming out for this event. I think we'll be lucky if they announce him. That's what I think. Event. No, I'm not saying we'll get an event because any character that they have to release, they have to put on the PTR because they kind of get like uh, the best numbers the that they can, and then they have it tested, and then they tweak it, and then they release it. Like they have to do that. Yeah. Yeah. So I just don't know if we'll get. Uh, I, I don't know if we'll get a. Some little nod. If anything, it'll just be an announcement of it, but. I, Kind of yeah. think, uh, yeah, I'm really on the fence with it. Like I said, definite maybe, really on the fence with it. Yeah, I mean, obviously, you know, everyone will be thrilled if they at least announce him or say, you know, this is when we're going to release Doomfist on the PTR or whatever. Um, I almost wonder, you know, given how much they've been working up to it, if there isn't some kind of a delay, if they're having trouble getting him, you know, going um, I don't. Maybe. Yeah, I don't know what their design yeah. cycle is. I mean, if you look at it, though, we've been really lucky to have an event last month and then another entire event in the preceding month. Like that's you know the amount of effort that is expended on those is huge, and so I think that might be the reason why maybe Doomfist is delayed over some technical aspect. I think they wanted to make an anniversary event, and. Uh, Put their time and resources into that first. Yeah, makes sense. Yeah, just strictly due, just strictly due to timing, I think. But one of the speculations uh, 
that we can talk about now is uh, a new with the new maps coming out. Um, there has been some data mined voice lines uh, talking about uh, uh, that mention gladiators and a gladiator type system um, that might kind of be akin to the. the uh, uh, like the Destiny Trials system where you have to use your currency to buy a, some type of card and then the further that you get in your matches, the more wins you get, say out of 10. If you get up to 3, you get a certain amount of a loot box and up to 5, you get a different loot box and then up to 7. You know, If you clear the card out and you get a perfect card, oh. then you get like the ultimate loot and I think something like that. I think something like that could be really interesting. I think in the overall economics of Overwatch that there needs to be something more to spend currency on because I think people just <laughs> I think they they're accruing a lot of currency and just economically yeah. you have to have a way for people to get rid of that or they're not incentivized to buy the loot boxes or to do those other things that that get that kind of precious in-game currency. Um, and something like that. I could I could see something like that working with like a like a three v three gladiator type system, and maybe even have it be maybe even have it be ranked. I don't know. It, it would be interesting. I would not be surprised if we get some type of new system, whether it's the gladiator or something else. Uh, I think we're gonna get a new a new something, a new mode. Yeah, I agree. I think it sounds cool. It sounds interesting. I yeah, and I've got money burning a hole in my pocket. I'm, just, <laughs> I'm seriously, I'm up to like fifteen thousand. I, you know, I'm not. I'm just. I can't buy. I don't play Genji, so I didn't buy his skin. I don't. You know, I'm just holding on to it because I know at some point there's going to be something else. Think, something else to buy. Me too. And like so. Yeah, I've got your system. I'll throw my money at that. I've got that, and I really tend to, uh, when an event comes out, like I like to wait until the end. And usually by the end, I've gotten enough loot boxes that I really have the, you know, the one or two skins that I really want. And I've, I usually have what I really want by the end of the event. And so I've been able to kind of delay the gratification, so I haven't been able to, or I haven't wanted to spend the actual in-game currency. Uh, on the only thing that you can spend in-game currency on. <laughs> I spend all my in-game currency. I have 2000 Rose is going right to spend it all on dancing mode. She's going to go through every character and she's going to be like, you get yes. a dance and you get a dance and you get a dance. <laughs> I, I'm currently saving just to try to make sure that, you know, if I can't get the new Symmetra skin that they're saying is going to come out, um, that I can just purchase it if I have to. <laughs> Everything is secondary to a new legendary Symmetra skin, okay? <laughs> yeah, well, especially with that Everything. golden weapon that you got, you know, there'll yes. be a new artwork with that and uh, and everything. And she's definitely getting a legendary skin if that's been confirmed. Um, so, yeah, that should be... I, I think there's a lot of people out there who probably spent a lot on the Uprising event and now to have another event come up just on the heels of that one are probably it's scrambling for currency. They're like, oh, no, if I can only save up, you know, yeah. three grand for that legendary skin. And so there's, for as much as there are people that have 
continued to save and just have gotten what they needed out of the boxes um i think there's a lot more people that are probably scrambling for how am i going to make this work i really want this skin mm-hmm. so um so what are your bets i know we took bets already on the new character what are your bets for um being able to buy previous event items Unsure. Mm, you're in the definite maybe category on this one, huh? Yeah. Definite maybe. Mm. I'm kind of thinking leaning towards they'll probably re-release old event skins, you know, when that event time comes around again. I don't know if they'll make them available this anniversary event. What say you, Dave? I was, I was thinking originally, I was thinking... Before all these leaks, I was thinking we probably won't even get very much new, like new skins or anything. And what they'll do is they won't allow you to buy old skins from previous events, but you can have the chance to get them out of the box. Um, now that they are releasing new skins, new voice lines, and all that stuff, I don't think they're going to do anything at all. I don't think you're going to be able to get any of the old stuff. They want you to come back around on. Halloween and Chinese New Year and everything to try and get that stuff. I I don't think we're going to have the chance to pick up old stuff now. Yeah, I really have kind of come around on this. I thought that they were going to, that the old skins would have a chance to drop in the loot boxes. But I think it makes, there's already, like, whenever these events come out, like, people just want the new stuff, right, primarily. And I think that if you add in all of the skins and all of the emotes and all of the everything from the prior year events, that the loot pool becomes so huge that your chance of actually getting something new for this event diminishes. And I think that goes against, I, I think, that would not be a positive outlook. The optics aren't good with that, right? People, yep. they want, Blizzard wants people getting the new skins, so they post pictures of their new, their, you know, new skin, Genji doing crazy stuff and, and all this stuff. And, and I think that that really, the loot pool becomes just, just unmanageable and you'd have a lot of uh, unhappy players if that happened. So, yeah. I'm saying but that I'm I, I'm saying too. I'm saying uh, like I said, I've come full circle on this. I really think they're gonna uh, just lock them out until the event comes up, and uh, mm-hmm. we're just gonna get new loot boxes with new loot stuff in it. But I also would really like them the to all of this new content for the anniversary. I think that they should just have it unlocked all year round. Um, I just don't like. I don't. I don't know. I don't like how you've got all these skins and emotes and whatever that came with the game, and everything that's new is somehow tied to an event that only comes around once a year. Like I would like them to increase the amount of stuff that you can buy year round, and I think the anniversary yeah. event should be that i think every year they come out with new stuff that can be purchased all year round that's my opinion oh so so increasing the current things that you can already get in the normal loot boxes right yeah Yeah. that's that's i think too and i just had this is a this is a billion dollar idea so um blizzard for the 
none of you that are listening. Uh, here's, here's the billion-dollar idea uh, that if you do hear about instant promotion for you, make legacy loot boxes. People will buy these. Make these loot boxes to where they have all of the stuff in them from the prior year separate from the original loot boxes and your but keep them in the store year round so that if people are like oh i want to have a chance i want to play the lottery mm -hmm. and see what i can get that they have a chance to get any of the loot that has come from the prior year even just a little bit of a chance people will buy that they will absolutely oh, buy those legacy oh. boxes and I think especially because uh, Overwatch has grown so much since it first came out. Um, and, you know, a lot of that growth was, you know, during and just after Christmas. Uh, I feel like it would be a really good idea to give some kind of a way for people who, you know, who joined a little later to access stuff from, like, the Summer Olympics event and the, the Halloween event. Because, like, I didn't start playing until, I think, just before the Christmas event. And uh, I know I would love to get my hands on some of those skins. And there's a ton of people that have come in at all different times during the year. I, oh, and definitely. so I think that would be great, you know, that specific thing that you mentioned. I also think, too, it would be fantastic if there was some type of a system, in addition to being able to buy the legacy loot boxes out of the store year-round, if there was a way, again, to disperse the currency in the market, if you could get a regular loot box and then there would be like a button you could push that said, would you like to upgrade this to a legacy loot box for maybe 250 uh, currency? And you could hit that button and it would give you a legacy one to open instead of a regular one or if you didn't have the currency you just get the regular one and you're happy with that i think that could also be a great idea yeah mm -hmm. that way you'd give people that don't want to buy boxes a way to get into kind of the legacy boxes and you have yeah i think the duality between that could really really work so um what do you think before we get out of here and get into some uh winky face um what do you think what will be the surprise i think there's always a surprise that they don't tell anybody about that they just kind of release into the wild with these patches um any ideas speculation of of what that might be maybe a whole new map uh i mean not an arena map but an actual i don't know Oh gosh, I want the, a new competitive you know, like, map. That like, would be yeah, awesome. a new competitive map. Yeah. Just something. Because, I mean, they're, re I, they're coming out with these new maps for, you know, arena mode or whatever, but there are places we've been, Dorado, like Mall, the Nevis. So maybe we'll get our moon map, you know, uh, for competitive or competitive something. Competitive moon map. I mean, my I just uh, absolutely. I think I blacked out. That was so awesome. <laughs> I, really, you know, I just I love that yeah. so much. Hey. I know we talked about it being in like a I just I would love that being like zero gravity and stuff. I think we mentioned that in one of the podcasts, but just to have that like a freaking push the moon payload into the base or whatever into the moon base and yeah. they've got a bunch of Winston stuff up there and I would love that. Man, that would really be awesome. How about you, Rose? I would love a new map. I think it'd be really cool. I think the moon map sounds like a really awesome idea. Um, 
I think as far as like, I, I don't know if they would be able to drop just a whole you know map on us like that, but I it'd be nice. <laughs> I think that I think the moon map is a possibility. I want to, uh, I want a nude Torby skin. I think. Ah. <laughs> Where it's just the beard. I mean, not totally nude. Don't like go all the way. I'm saying like, you know, the beard covers up the covers up the sensitive bits, right? Like, I don't want everything out there, but like, you know, I want like a nude Torby skin where you get the idea when he's dancing. You're like, oh, I don't want to look too close, kind of thing. Uh. <laughs> you just traumatized that like that's a, a, ha- a cat skin. That's a happy. That's a happy dwarf right there. I want a real happy, a loose and free happy dwarf uh. in my life. All right, let's get into some winky face. Winky face. All right, guys, it's the end of comp season, season four. Out with the old, in with the new. Uh, season five coming up uh, like three days, like shortened it to like three days. Uh, after the season ends on like the 29th i believe and uh then bada bing bada boom we're right back into season five uh, doing your oh, placement right. matches so they really shortened that up um how have you guys liked this season uh with the kind of the changes that they've made ongoing i think it's been i think it's been really good i think they've made some positive improvements and this has been the best season the best season yet my favorite the, the the best improvement they made was to the draw system yeah so that we didn't have so many draws on hanamura and places like that um Geronimura. Uh, yeah the Geronimura. um uh, but i kind they i don't know i like they they changed it and then they changed it again and I really liked it when it was like right down to the percent, um, half a percent. Like I, you know, I liked that. Yeah. Then they changed again to where you have to get I think like thirty three percent. Thirty three percent. Yeah. Yeah, you have to get the one. Mm-hmm. I I like it better that way. Do you? Yeah, I do. I don't. <laughs> I just hate I, draws. I don't like so how much. the previous system with the with the percentage straight up. Um, it didn't really give you any recourse. Like if the enemy had like a Sombra or a Tracer that just runs back and like touches their toe to the point, you know, you're screwed. I don't like that at all. And they did add in, I think it's worth noting that while you do have to get it to that first 33% pip, after that, it does do incremental. Yeah, it does do the percent. Yeah, it does the percent incremental all the way through the rest of it. So it's kind of a hybrid. I think it's a hap- I think it's yeah. a good happy medium. I like the percentage in the first part, but I can totally see where if you're looking for a competitive looking to take it to build something that can be used in the competitive scene that that could be really exploited and you could have some matches that were like epic matches that just came down to like one of these pros doing something crazy and getting on the point for half a second and then it's over. And I think that's bad optics for the Overwatch gaming community as they try and launch this Overwatch League, um, which is coming in the not-too-distant future. It's true. So I that makes the sense. thing is, like I, like, I just think, you know, if they kept it with just the street percentage system i would have got really frustrated really fast and would not have been you know it's not an incentive to play 
competitive if your whole game can be ruined because one member of the enemy team got behind you once and you didn't even have time to backtrack and kill them. That's the thing, though, like, to me, I like that because guess what? Your job is to protect the point, and everyone plays off the point, and that kind of crap pisses me off when I'm playing a game and my team forgets that their job is to protect the point. <laughs> yeah. So guess oh, what? Yeah, you know, I, you put I'm yourself in this really sure. bad situation, change your team strategy, you know? I, Make sure Symmetra's on the point and has all her turrets back there so if a tracer sneaks in, you know, she gets car washed, and, you know, you, you save the game. You save the game from tracer. Like... I remember back in the day when, like, you know, I think you could, in competitive, you it was unlimited. You could have six bastions on one <laughs> yeah, team. Yeah, you could. And yeah. you could, you know, it was up to you to use your brain and, like, strategize to counter that. Um, every character had, like, a hard counter. And I think it was the same with, like, the percentage. Like, okay, you put yourself in the situation. You only captured a half a percent. Bad on you. Now you're going to have to figure out how to counter that. Um, you're going to need to play really, really defensively on the point. So get your Torby set up on the point. Get your Symmetra set up on the point. Don't play far forward. Next time, maybe you want to try and get to 30% so that you can play a choke point. But you put yourself in this situation. And I don't know. For me, I like it that way. But <laughs> I can see. I don't know. Honestly, and I also think, to me, uh, you know, just with my style of play is I think it's way too dangerous to play just on the point as opposed to trying to hold a nearby choke. Because if you play on the point, if you get killed, that's it. It's over. If you hold the choke, you have time to get back. Potentially. So I think, like, for me, I don't like playing just on the point. I have to hold the choke. No further than that, but hold the choke. Yeah, and I think one of the things, kind of to Dave's point, I totally see that point. I definitely believe that there's been an effort uh, with the Overwatch team to not, to kind of steer away from must-have characters um, and to yeah. kind of bring the meta more towards, it's like, you don't have to have, uh, you know, early on in the season, it was like Bastion was everywhere because Bastion was kind of overpowered and was, you know, shooting through, was able to live through an entire Hanzo ult and everything, and they, uh, I, they, they really tried to move away from that, and I think part of the reason, in addition to the pro scene, I think another reason why they moved away from the incremental in the first 33% is just because I, I think it would lend itself to having to have, you know, you'd want to have a Bastion because he can sit on the point. You'd want to have uh, Symmetra for that, like anything that were like, more of like the sturdy characters that were in place or a defensive characters. Um, I just think the game, I think the game plays better. I think it allows you to go up to the choke point. It allows your flankers to flank and you can get a lot more action rather than everybody huddling on the point. And then you're kind of a sitting target because you have to be in that square. And yeah, the other it thing makes is it if you're really difficult, even though you should be there to defend and you should have won anyway and not been there to not been in that situation anyway it does favor the attacker still because you have to be in one place and they don't exactly they can like so. especially like just to with hanamura as the example there are four different entrances to that point yeah. that they can all go through but you can't leave it but you've got one place to be it, they know dumb. where you have to be like you have it to be also, there like it, it incentivizes, like, you know, it, it would make it vital for the attacking team to have characters like Tracer, Sombra, you know, 
characters that can get up behind and get on the point very, very quickly. And, you know, like you said, they're trying not to make it so that you have to have certain characters on your team, but you would, you know, if you wanted to win, that would be like the best way would be to have those characters. You know, regardless of kind of where you come out on this, I think we can all agree that anything is better than the coin flip. Do you guys remember yeah. the coin flip? The actual in-game yeah. flip of the coin to see if you won or lost. That was before my time. <laughs> they had an actual coin that would come on screen, and it would flip That's... up, and then it would land, and one person was the winner, and one person was the loser. <laughs> That's it. Oh my God. <laughs> Your entire game literally came down to a flip of a coin. I don't remember that honestly. I don't. I remember it like being like a coin flip where it would choose if you get to be on attack or defend. Oh, maybe that was it. Yeah, you know what? You're right. You're right. But it was. I in my mind, it was like win or loss because basically, if you were like the attacking team, all you had to do was like get point A, and if you were the defense team, like defense was just way harder than <clears throat> than attack. I remember the opposite. Defense to me was an insta win because you could have six bastions. <laughs> yeah. Or you could just set, you know, like, I don't know. I but, still, maybe I need to go back and review what that actually was. Because now. It was a long time ago. Yeah. Now you're, now you got me questioning. You got me questioning everything now. Is this real <laughs> life? Am I alive? Are these my hands? <laughs> Uh, <laughs> okay, these are my hands. I know that. We'll start from there. Um, yeah, and so I think season I think season five is going to be even better. I was uh, one last note though. I really like that they are able to tweak some of these things uh, in mid season. They don't wait until the end of the season. So like all of season four is wasted, and then they yeah. implement the new stuff on season five. I like that they're willing to go in mid season and be like, nope, we're gonna rework the overtime thing. We don't like that, and boom, here it is, PTR, boom, it's live, and you get it during the duration of the season. Uh, I think that shows a lot of effort on their part, and they, uh, and just how much they they do care about the competitive scene and player experience. So. Let's, uh, let's get into some tips and tricks, a little simple geometry. Hanzo, take it away. Simple geometry. Um, there's a couple things that were mentioned here with, uh, with tips and tricks. I know we've talked a lot about kind of getting into the maps and doing that, but one thing uh, that, that I try and do more often that I kind of learned from watching other streamers um, was it seems like they're always checking the hero screen, and I've really found that to be a great resource to be able to see who on the other team is on fire, um, who is maybe dead and will be running back. So you can kind of get an idea of what you're running into and maybe some priorities um, as far as like kill order priorities, um, what you need to do before actually jumping back into the fray. So is that something that you guys use? Definitely. Yeah. No, it's a great yep. resource, and a lot of people don't. Mm -hmm. A lot of people just use it at the first to be like, oh, let me check and see what their team comp is, but then they don't check it again. And I think it's something that's just invaluable to be able to see. I think on, on any team, there's always, like, one or two players that are quote-unquote carrying. Maybe they're just having, like, the game of their lives, you know, or whatever, mm -hmm. but there's always players that you can see even moment to moment. If they're on fire, you can check the kill feed, but that... 
um, just pressing that button and seeing who's on fire, who's dead, who's coming back, those type of things can really uh, keep your mind working. Yeah, I, I've done that before, where you get on and you're like, huh, I keep dying to this Pharah, yeah. and then I check, oh, Pharah's on fire, um, and our soldier's not doing his job, apparently. So then I'll try to pick something else that can help counter that Pharah, sure. you know, Cree or something. Um, so just to, you know, help out, pitch in where it needs, you know. Yeah, or if their mercy's just going absolutely bananas right. and she's on fire you can be like oh we need to take out their mercy like she's been doing way she's like way too helpful on their team we haven't prioritized mm-hmm. getting the healers out of there and you can kind of see what maybe your team's doing what they need to do better and maybe what they're doing wrong at the moment yeah Yep. So you can also get that amusing moment when you look at the hero screen and you see that you have gold limps with one <laughs> And you're like, what? <laughs> yeah. You've got one kill, three gold medals. Yeah. And you're like, what? Yeah. Uh... <laughs> I did that once. It must have been like three quarters of the way through the first match. And I was like sitting there like, what? What are you people even doing? <laughs> oh, nothing. Right. I, I think everybody's been in those type of matches too, where you just kind of yeah. look around and you're like, "Are these bots? Are these? Is there anybody <laughs> in there? Like easy bots? We're all <laughs> we're all running back like it's the start of the match, but it's like two minutes in. This is not yeah. going well." <laughs> but yeah, I, I constantly use the hero's screen. My fiance drives me up the wall because she doesn't at all like i have to press it for her if i want to see how she's doing <laughs> yeah i mean i yeah i'm constantly checking comp. my I don't in, i'm not that asshole but <laughs> yeah i'm constantly checking the stats to see kind of one where i'm at but more i check the hero screen to see maybe who's dead who's on fire the on fire thing i like to keep track of because i think that tells you a lot about okay if you can take out this this is kind of who's this is who's hot right now. This is who their carry is right now. And I found that to be, you can break them down a lot easier uh, if you get rid of those. Get rid of the good guys and then just clean up the scrubs. Yes. Mm-hmm. That's what that's what I like to do. So. Yeah, it's a good way to evaluate yourself, too. I've, you know, I play Junkrat a lot, and I have really, really great games with him, and then I also have really bad ones. And so if I'm like three deaths in and I look and I see that I've only got like three kills you know that's not a good kill death ratio right. it's time to switch you know so I'll switch switch something yeah. else even though I love him to death sometimes their composition just counters him well enough that it's pointless for me to play him and I wish Hanzo players would take that advice as well yeah there's not they, they, <laughs> there's really not one character that's good in every situation right you know there's gonna yeah. be there's gonna be times where and you could have the same composition and do really well, and depending on how the players on the other team are, uh, the next game you could have, let's just say you had the same composition but different players and they were better, you might get shut down. So it's really it's really depending on the game, and it's something that you have to feel out in the moment. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So, uh, And then, Rose, you mentioned something else, uh, a hot tip. Uh, that you got or that you saw this week. What was that? 
Um, I I can't say for sure, you know, what exactly the the you know how this exactly works as far as like if it just makes. Uh, but uh, Anna's sleep dart can actually affect Torbjorn's turrets apparently, which I didn't know. Um, that is awesome. I saw, my fiance sleep darted one of Torb's turrets when playing Mystery Heroes yesterday. Perfect. And it turned off. It didn't like it didn't shoot at her anymore. It just deactivates it. I don't know if it deactivated or if it just started ignoring Anna or what, because she died like a second after that. So I didn't get to really see much of the results, but it literally turned away from her. I'm gonna have to do some investigative research, but I like where this is going. I, I really hope that's hope true. That, yeah, I, I really yeah. hope it's true. I would imagine. I was really surprised. She was in shock. So I just, I, I think it would be great if it put it to sleep, and then you know, for the normal duration of a sleep dart. Or I wonder if it, once you damage it again, if it's like when you sleep dart a hero, if it comes back to life after you damage it. Either way, it can be a great yeah. way to shut that down and be able to get some. Get a shield up and get some firepower on it to knock it out. Definitely. Yeah, I think that's a great tip. I'm gonna I'm gonna have to jump in to some custom yeah, matches we'll, and yeah, we'll try that out. See if that. I hope that's true. See if that actually works because if that is, that's something that definitely needs to be be exploited yeah. to the fullest. I've seen more Torbs around, so I think that can I think that mm. can be a good tip for everybody. So yeah, Torbjorn's a pretty good hero. He's very underrated, so it's nice to see more of him. Yeah, Definitely. and I think too in the game, not in the naked Torb. <laughs> no, you need to see more of him. <laughs> period. Just more. No. Can you imagine that the play of the game thing where he like hops over the top of his turret, except it's naked Torb? <laughs> Come on now, <laughs> who doesn't want that? That would be awesome. What does he say? Size doesn't matter. <laughs> no, but if he doesn't, he needs to. <laughs> There's so many good emotes that could go along with that. <laughs> like, I've got something for you to check out. You know? Uh. Something like that. <laughs> <laughs> oh wait, that's not my hammer. <laughs> traumatizing. Oh yeah, no, it would be traumatizing. I think that could get that could earn Overwatch the M rating pretty soon. <laughs> yeah. That could definitely that could be right up there. So well, thanks guys for another uh Another round, another week down. Uh, boy, by this time next week, we're going to have uh, all of the new stuff that has been announced, and we will know all of the secrets and mysteries of the anniversary of Overwatch. And it's hard to believe with how big this uh, this game is that it just launched uh, a year ago. So yep. hats off. Hats off to Blizzard and uh, Jeff and the team uh, for doing a great job and uh, keeping this community strong. So... Thanks to all of you once again for tuning in to the Victory Overwatch podcast.